What up, what up, what everybody? We're back again with another show of the Big Old Boat Wrestling Podcast. We have the entire crew with us tonight. Go down the line. D Wayne, what's going on? Um, nothing. Chilling. Just got off work. Driving. D Wayne is, is, is teleworking, is what we're going to uh oh. On his Somalian uh, internet uh, package over there. <laughs> Silly Sell, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? I'm ready to talk and jabber. All right. The giant crab, Jamal, what's up? Not much. I'm wearing my um, the Baltimore hat with the uh, Maryland flag on it in support of Mojo Riley. Oh, there we go. Uh, I was waiting for that plug. There we go. <laughs> and the doctor, Dr. M, what's going on? Uh, not too much. I, I, I must say I'm not wearing anything supporting Mojo Raleigh, um, <laughs> just for, for moral reasons. Um, but, uh, doing well otherwise. Are you wearing things? <laughs> well, that, yes. Okay, good. good. So, um, first off, I want to apologize to all the fans. Uh, we definitely had some connection issues with our last show, um, which was, we were trying to record the pre-show of WrestleMania, but also not to our fault was, um, the intercontinental match that was unscheduled for the pre-show that kind of conflicted with our attention span was also we're trying to record. So um, that show would not be airing. However, we would try to cover some of it. Um, we had a good time at WrestleMania for those that have watched and for those who attended opening day for baseball also had fun. Um, but nonetheless, let's, let's get into the topics for the week. First off, because of, like I said, we wasn't able to record that last show. We need to complete and crown our winner for the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast theme song, March Madness Bracket for 2007. So let's get this started right now. Um, bear with me. Um, so <clears throat> in the Sweet 16 round, we did have Cody Rose, the Bullet Club theme, uh, which is called Kingdom versus Pete Dunn theme, Young and Bitter. Are we voting now? Can we just move on to the next yes, one? Yes, we're voting. We're voting. We're we, voting already, we, already we already know who wins. Huh? We already know who wins. Wait, no, you don't know. I, I don't who know who wins. Don't know. Is going for young and bitter? Well, let me hear everybody else vote, and I'll just keep my vote to myself. Um. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> talk to him. <laughs> well, we already know what Celis's vote is going to be. Clearly. <laughs> um. I actually really do like the Cody Rhodes song, though, so I will vote for that. Cool. Check. And that's three That's three for that. So that means Cody Rhodes does win. See, I told you. It was, it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by curiosity, Jamal, where was you going at with this vote? Uh, Pete Dunn. Okay, cool. Um, next, we have in the, in the um, other division, we have the Usos with Done With That versus Bobby Roos Glorious. Okay, this is going to be a tough one. Is it? No, it's not. I don't think this is a contest. I'd go glorious. Yeah. Ooh. I'm I'm going with the Usos. Usos. I go Usos as well. Uh-oh. No, rude. Okay, D Wayne, you have to break the vote. Glorious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the other bracket, um, I mean the other uh conference we oh, have okay. Adam Cole with Adam Cole Baby. Don't forget the baby. Versus Gang Girl uh, Blood. Is that the name of that? Or did I misspell that? It's, it's, uh, it's the brood theme, but I think the, the name of the song is Blood. Okay, cool. Okay. I'm going with Adam Cole here. Um, <clears throat> give me the brood. Hey, I'm with Gang Girl, too. That, that theme is probably one of the greatest themes of all time. 
Yeah, I have to go with Gangrel too. Yeah, I gotta go with Gangrel. Okay. Hold on, I'm just updating a little bit real quick. All right, and um, finally, Jamal, I have I want to ask you this too. So, um, in this in the East bracket, we have Gardo with the um, Grado. Grado, sorry, Gradoberg slash like a player versus the Sinsuke Nakamura, uh, the Rising Sun. I have something about Grado. I wanted to ask you. I saw something on the internet. I, I wonder if it, if it's going to come back to me. If it's not about an upcoming appearance he's about to do or something. Can't remember. But anyway, who who do we have here, y'all? Nakamura. Granoberg. If the violin is playing like it did on SmackDown, which that guy needs The violin was trash. He's not trash. He's, no. he's very talented, oh but God. that doesn't that doesn't count. <laughs> That's like <laughs> saying like you know, I don't per- I don't preferably like the Pokemon thing, but there's this one guy that kills it on the drums, and that would not be my favorite theme at all. And it's also a part of the entrance. It's not the actual song. It's not okay. Bingo. Or I still say Nakamura. I'm not cheating. I still say Nakamura. I'm going Grado here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I don't. It's a good one. Yeah, I have to go with Grado. There we what? go. There we, down goes Duke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for the final four. All right, back to um, yeah, for the so for the final four, we have Cody Rhodes and um the Bullet Club thing versus Bobby Roode's Glorious. And I'm going Rude. with Cody Rhodes here. Cody. Bobby Roode. Uh, D Wayne has to vote first next time, okay? Please. <laughs> I mean, I'm going for Glorious. It's just. Dang, Dang. Nevin! This is the same. <laughs> oh, Cody gets screwed. And Grado versus Gangrel here. Gangrel. Gangrel. Grado. Grado again. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> It's finally the crowd not championship this year. We got Bobby Roode Glorious versus Grado Bird. Great uh Grado uh slash I mean the song Grado Bird like a player. Prayer. Glorious. Glorious. So it's on me now? No, glorious. Okay, okay. I abstain. <laughs> Bobby Roode. I, I is abstain. our 2017 winner. So we crown him as Second winner of the Big O Belt Wrestling theme song, March Madness Bracket, with Edge winning last year and Bobby Roode winning this year. And I think that was well deserved. Oh my God. All right. All right. All right. So we finally let's get into a WrestleMania weekend. First of all, none of us attend, um, which is weird. Not because I don't feel like I should have went, but because a lot of people really gave feedback saying this was one of the best WrestleManias they've ever been to. Don't know what they're quite basing that off of, but I do know some people that's been there religiously to every WrestleMania as far as, you know, as far as I've been keeping up. And they said this has been one of their one of the best cards from top to down, just an overall good experience. So um, let's bring back the question we asked on Sunday. Uh, my, my weed just cut on mysteriously by itself. <laughs> Uh-oh, it's looking at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it really did. Um, but uh, anyway... Um, is everybody still firm with being glad that they did not go? Yes. This year. 
Yes, it's outside. I would never go to a WrestleMania outside. Never. I'll never go to a WrestleMania in a city that I don't like. <laughs> Dr. M? Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely don't regret not going. I, I enjoyed WrestleMania, but I enjoyed watching it from home this year. <laughs> um, for basically, I mean, I'm with Celis. I'm, I'm never interested in doing an outdoor mania. So, uh, yeah, I don't regret it. Is there anything in the world which you would want to do outside for seven hours? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's seven hours of sit time. That's like so, nine hours of in and out. <laughs> that's like three bathroom breaks. And, and one of my good friends uh, at Ben Roscoe or at Visco 911, um, he told me that like literally after every single match or in between matches, it was like the longest lines to going into the littlest bathrooms at the city. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And um, I, c- I can almost assume, based on our, uh, the record from the Royal Rumble, it was probably hell trying to get an Uber. And I, yeah. I, I was not a fan of that at the Royal Rumble, and I sure wouldn't have been a fan at WrestleMania. After sitting for seven hours, I, I couldn't wait another hour and a half to get surge rates <laughs> to get out of there, you know? And New Orleans is all walking distance. You don't need an uh, a Uber at all for anything, really. Yeah. So so overall, though, I, I have to say that I, I, I thought WrestleMania was inciting. Um, I appreciate, you know, my fellow uh, comrades for coming over and uh, making the whole experience fun. Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoyed it at home. and There's no regrets there for sure. Absolutely. So definitely the safe option here. But let's get into some of the topics about uh, WrestleMania. First off, I think the most intriguing thing that I did not have down for us to talk about, but I, I am going to bring it up. Is the AJ Styles versus Shane Man match and how big of a surprise that was. Um, nobody gave it a shot on card, including myself. Nope. In, in, including somebody I really respect in um in um in um, Corey Graves. However, was that absolutely the best match that night? No, it wasn't the best match at all, in my opinion. I just think it really shocked us of how much Shane really put out for that match to show that he can really go in the ring. And when you think about it, Shane's been a protege of his father his whole life, and he's been around wrestling his whole life. So you got to think that not only as a performer when you talk about him as a general manager, but a performer as a wrestler. And it just proved to me that if Shane's in the match at WrestleMania, he can be able to go out depending on who he's going against. Now, AJ did carry the match, but Shane put on some hell of a moves out there that just showed us that this guy can really still go. He's athletic, and he can put on the show when necessary. I agree with half of that. Besides, Michael Jordan's son is trash in basketball. So, I, And I can assume you that his whole life was consumed by the Jordan brand and Nike, and that amount to nothing for him. So I get your point. But it does not tr- quite translate, you know? Okay. Um, so, so, so um, you know, anybody, everybody just jump in whenever you have a comment. But if you didn't agree that was the best match that night, then what was the best match to you? I can even sit here and say to me, and I'm, I'm trying to, I'm going back through every match in my head, and it probably was the match of the night. Really? Yes. Mm. I agree. I think, I think it was match of the night. Really? So that says, that says not a lot, not only about Chandler's man, but AJ Styles to, to have a match of the night type of match with a Shane McMahon. I thought it was his best match. I thought, I thought, excuse me. I thought that was the best match that night, and I don't think anything quite came close as far as the spots, as far as far as the um, 
just the oh my gosh moment just 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 to grasp the caliber of a wrestlemania uh, arena i don't think anything came close i think a lot of i think first of all my predictions going to two was that bray Wyatt and randy orton was gonna have the best match and that was a huge upset in my eyes but um i don't think anything else came close to being as good as that match was I would disagree with that. I would say the Taker and Roman Reigns match was better. Better than what? I don't. <laughs> I think it was better than than the Shane McMahon match because I mean, honestly, yes, Shane and them had more spots. But if you talk about overall wrestling, um, I think Roman Reigns really proved of that he's one of the best sellers and performers in the ring, like him or not. And I'm not doing this because D Wayne's here. It's just Roman Wait, Reigns is is just showing that he can do that. My honest opinion, the wrestling match of the night, and I'm not talking about crowd reaction to anything. I'm just always a huge fan of tag team ladder matches because you have so many people doing so many different things, and it's always hot. It's always, All, always spotty. Yeah, but it was <laughs> good, though. It was first, good. First of all, we were talking about the best wrestling match straight up was the Cruiserweight match. And there's no complaint. First yes. of all, the Undertaker, I can't even, I don't even recall if he's even, if he even performed the move, period. Like, I literally only remember the Undertaker retiring and him just literally, um, at least me, feeling bad saying, man, this, this guy's not going to get up. Like, seriously, I only can only really have been concerned for his health as much as I enjoyed that match. The Undertaker looked old in that match to me. He, he did. He looked his age for once. He did. Let's let's you know. Let's um let's talk about the Undertaker real quick. So obviously the Undertaker did retire, which was a very emotional um moment for a lot of people. I mean, if you follow his career or yet you followed the WWE for forever, you remember him as probably being one of the best overall characters of all time and somebody that really invested in himself. Um, even with him changing to the American Badass sort of theme, um, that was that pretty much worked. But you know, like. What's some of your best Undertaker moments, best matches, or your overall thoughts on his legacy as um, a performer within the WWE? Take any questions you please. Well, for me, um, my all-time favorite Undertaker match was his first match with um, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25. I think that has to be one of the top, at least WWE wrestling matches of all time, just for the drama of it. Uh, JR was calling it. So, I mean, everything just worked together to make that a great match. Um, and with moments, uh, it was WrestleMania 27, the one Celis and I went to in Atlanta. That was the um, first time I actually got to see The Undertaker live. And one of the many things I'll miss about The Undertaker, I mean, there's, there's few experiences you can have as a wrestling fan um, <laughs> that are like, you know, experiencing an Undertaker entrance. Uh, especially in arena with thousands of other people interested in him. Um, I mean, there's no, I don't think there's ever going to be anyone like him. Uh, I don't think anyone should try to emulate him because he's one of a kind. And, and so, I mean, for me, those two moments stand out. And I just remember, Dr. And when you marked out for when The Undertaker came out, that was like one of the greatest moments, just being knowing you being a pure Undertaker fan. Um, that, was, that was a great moment. So I would, I would add to that just by saying everything you said, but I would say WrestleMania 27 was good for me, too, because just being in awe of a performer of how good The Undertaker was with that match. And that was the match of the night of that show. Um, it was just great seeing him live for that moment. That WrestleMania 27, even though people don't rank it as one of the highest pay-per-views, I mean, it was Edge's last pay-per-view that me and Dr. M saw. It was Undertaker great match that we saw. So WrestleMania 27 did have a lot of moments. 
I'm just going to go off the limb and say something to- a little bit totally different. And I want to remember The Undertaker as being one of the most dominant characters on the WWE In Your House game. I think that was Sega, <laughs> I think it was. And how in un- it was impossible to beat him. And I remember genuinely not liking him, but yet in the sense of just being scared of this character <laughs> as a kid. Um, and also I remember... The tombstone being one of the most patented neighborhood moves that everybody wanted to put somebody else in. Oh. And um, I never broke my neck, and nor did anybody else around my neighborhood broke the neck. But, um, you know, just like um, I wish his name that won the Warrior, um, LeGrant. Le yeah, Eric LeGrant. Uh, yeah, LeBlanc. I'm sorry. Yeah, just like he had his memory about how, you know, people used to wrestle around the, around the neighborhood and how, like he said, Kane won him plenty of matches. I remember just the Undertaker being so dominant, being unable to beat. And the tombstone being that one patented mood that everybody wanted to put somebody else in next to the next to the torture rack, I have to say. Absolutely, Jamal. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I didn't watch WrestleMania. I saw thirty seconds of the end of the Battle Royal, and that was about it. Um, only because I heard that Mojo Raleigh was wearing Maryland flag tights. Um, you know it, as bro. Far as, exactly. <laughs> as far as the uh, show, didn't watch it. Never been a fan of the Undertaker. Um, Never been a fan of his work in the ring. I don't particularly care that he retired. I can't think of a single moment of, of his that's worth remembering. You have to. You have a lot of uh, explaining to do here. How have you never been a fan of Undertaker? Which is perfectly fine. Because this is a person that I've never been a fan of that I know people will be like, that's impossible. But, but go ahead. Well, to, be, to be fair, I, I, I didn't grow up watching WWE. I watched... Uh, I watched WCW, um, ECW, and local indie stuff like Jersey All-Pro, Maryland Championship Wrestling, and stuff like that. So as far as WWF, meh, it was it was a thing. But it came on the same time as Nitro did. I didn't care. That's true. A lot of the Attitude Era stuff I missed because I just wasn't, um, wasn't with it. And this also was a time before the internet. So we couldn't just look up and see where a guy was and follow him around the country and, you know, judge matches and, and watch that on YouTube or anything like that. Um, like you can now. So when guys like, uh, you know, Ric Flair came in and stuff like that, and he came and left and that was a bigger deal. So a lot of those, like Bret Hart is my favorite wrestler of all time. I know that he was in WWF uh, before, but a lot of the stuff that I remember was going to Starcade. So I can't, I don't really have an undertaking moment. I know that it's a big deal for people. Um, and that's, you know, that's a moment to have for you, but, um, meh, don't care. So, so it, in that matter, Dan, who would you say is your WCW equivalent to the Undertaker? Well, Glacier. <laughs> Sub zero. You mind if I put you on a bit? You mind if I put you on the bit screen while you give me that face that you know you're not serious? <laughs> oh, not <going> there. Oh. <laughs> now, I grant it. I love Galatia. I really do. You didn't tell me when, like, the three snowflakes were falling down. Galatia no. wasn't even the best Iceman in WCW. Granted, Dean Malenko was there. But Dean Malenko didn't have snowflakes falling out, you know, around him. <laughs> Dean Malenko didn't have a winter wonderland where every time he came to the ring. Can I ask you a question? Was Morpheus on your top five list in WCW? Mm, 
Top 10. <laughs> okay. I, I, I get where this is going there. I, I, I get exactly where this is going. D-Way, you got something for me with The Undertaker? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, of course. Um, I loved all, I loved this match from Triple H. I thought they were brutal. I thought they were good. Well, so, um, to me, The Undertaker will be remembered as the ultimate, true, loyal, basic man guy. He's the person that this man can always count on through anything and everything. So I'll, I'll remember him just for being that example of being a, a loyal mystic man guy. Did we lose him? Did we lose him? I think he said it on this, on this, on this. you see the eye. Yeah. Yeah, I heard him. He said that The Undertaker was a um, pretty loyal Vincent Man guy, but... <sighs> Man, I think it's about time for D-Wayne to uh, go to Best Buy and get him that new AOL 20.0 disc and uh, update his service. <laughs> 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 well, he is, he is in transit, though. I mean, he's busy, yeah, that's, that's fair. He's probably on 295, too, which is, which is bad. If anybody who doesn't know what 295 is, if you're not from this area... And you have to get from DC to um, Baltimore. Two ninety five is not the way you want to go. Two lane, no lights, um, a it's bunch a of confusions. It's pretty dark. Yeah, and it's literally a parkway, not like the equivalent to what a highway is, but literally a parkway where people park their cars and sit there. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> anywho, um, I, I to piggyback off his point, which I was hoping somebody was going to bring up. I thought the ministry was one of his most intriguing times in WWE. I mean, because of the fact oh. not only um, WWE, I was going to say WWF, but WWE, whatever. Um, because of the fact that it elevated a lot of talent who really didn't have much of a, a calling at that time. Now, granted, I'm not going to discredit the APA at all, but I think that the ministry ultimately boosted them to a really successful career beyond before, beyond everything they accomplished before WWE. Um, then you had uh, Andrew Christian, to a point. You had Big, Big Viscera, who also um, who also was uh, in, a, in, in a transitional point where, you know, he wasn't able to do too much in the ring, but also, you know, the gimmick worked for him. Because Big Di- Viscera is the greatest wrestler of all time. I knew it was coming. I was waiting for it. I was going to plug it. <laughs> Big Big. Big Daddy V, there couldn't be a Big Daddy V and a Big Sexual Chocolate. There's there only room for one of those. He's so. a king-size sexual chocolate. <laughs> Big Daddy V, Mabel, whatever yeah. you want to call him, is the greatest wrestler of all time. Former ECW champion. You sound like you get pretty disappointed when you go to the 7-Eleven and they don't have the giant Snickers, just that medium-sized one. Um, well, I'm allergic to chocolate, so I'm never disappointed. And peanut butter <laughs> also, so I'll never have a Snickers. <laughs> Where is this conversation going? <laughs> okay, let's all day long. So let's 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 talk about the Hardy Boys who made the return here. Now, granted, a Please. lot of speculation that this was going to happen. Nobody expected it really to sort of say happen. Well, I ain't gonna say that. People did suspect because of the, the stipulation of it being a ladder match. Um that there was a chance that they was gonna debut, but nonetheless, it was either between that or Monday Night Raw. But they did return. And they returned as Team Extreme, not the Broken Mac, the Broken Hardys gimmick, which um, you don't know yet though. They haven't. Well, they did a promo off like on WWE, like an internet version, but that don't count. Yeah, yeah I mean, ultimately, what you saw in the ring was not the Broken Hardys. Um, yes, they 
they gave you the delete because it was so over. There was no way you was not going to move your arm that in that direction when they knew thousands of people were doing it. So um, they played the round in it. They played in the middle very comfortably. I mean, the, the lawsuit's still pending. Um, and I'm just curious to see where this is going to go. But nonetheless, the big question that I have for everybody is, so they, they all return. They, they have returned. Their team is stream. The WWE has now also granted them to complete their indies, their their um, previous committed indie shows. I mean, what do you what do, what do you really make of everything as far as them being back and winning titles right away? And I, I'm just going to start this conversation. That the first thing that came to mind is that I was glad to see them. I was curious to see how they was going to return. But the ultimate thing that really came to my mind was that wow, they came back and won the titles on the first night. The Dudleys returned. They didn't even sniff the title picture. They literally was putting. Well, I, I, nobody knows the details of their contract, and I think that's the most important thing. Uh, they did the same thing in Ring of Honor. They did the same thing in uh, TNA when they went to MCW and uh, took those belts and stuff like that. Um, so we don't know. We don't know how long they're going to be in WWE. We don't know how long they're going to be um, unable to uh, do their broken gimmick. Um, so hopefully, all of that works out. But. As, as, as everybody wants to see them as their broken characters, they can't cut a promo as such. No. So how do you how do you progress their uh, whatever they're going to do, which is why they want the titles, because they really don't re- need a story. They're the champions. Somebody should be lining up to feed them. Um, but as the champions, what do you do? You know, they, they can't come promos. They can't uh, they can only go out there and defend the belts. Uh, do its own work. So let's 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 talk a little bit, and I'm I'm drawing a blank now. But eventually, how did they get to the broken gimmick in TNA? How did that all manifest? If anybody knows or remembers, uh, Ruby Hardy shot a um. Uh, it was it was Jeff, Matt versus Jeff, and the uh, loser right. would like do something silly. But um, but it was Matt versus Jeff, and and it started with that amazing video, the very first video where it was both of them. In their um, in Matt's house and the ring and whatever and uh, like Matt, Matt threw a baby. babies were thrown uh, you know Singer Benjamin was on like a murderous rampage on a lawnmower um, so that blew up and then ever since then they they just ran with it yeah so um and and, and, it, and like again anybody just jump in whenever you want um and and again I want Jamal I want you to explain the conversation that we kind of had over Twitter the other day about. The confusion about their contract, how how is somebody, and just from your understanding or, or, or your beliefs from this picture, and again, anybody can jump in with, with, their, with their thoughts. Um, how is this an exclusive contract that they're giving that they're able to work in the WWE under a contract? Again, we don't know exactly how it's written, but they are signed on TV, champions in WWE, but have been given the rights to, to, to complete their indie shows where... As of right now, nobody on the main roster has ever been given such a luxury. Now, let me let me go back for a second, and, and let me say two things before I go to my main point. One thing, two James, as you always said, anything with hand movements, it just always goes over, you know, as far as crowd reaction. That's number one. Number two, like I told you before, Hardy, and when I said this is why he was a superstar of the year, Matt Hardy, and I'm going to put Jeff Hardy with this, they were not going to sign WWE contracts now unless it was best to benefit for them. Because they really had everything in their pocket because they were the top of their craft. So if WWE wanted them, they had to give them an exclusive offer. Which brings me to my main point. 
they really, and as Jamal already alluded to, they really can go a part-time schedule. They don't need to do any house shows. Raw's only once a week. So if they are the champions, they don't have to cut any promos. Everybody's chasing after them. So what you're going to have to do is use this time to build up, and like you always say, Nadir, build up these other tag teams to see who can create these storylines, who can come out of these tag teams. So somebody that eventually does beat the Hardys, they can carry the company with the type of uh, roles they need to being the tag team champions. All the Hardys have to do is to kick back, be themselves, and just perform. And like you said, use that little delete chant all the time because that's all they need. You really don't even need to talk because they don't have anything to prove. It's the other tag teams that are inside or that's going to be in the new Raw whenever this shuffle comes in that needs to try to dethrone them from being the top champions or being the top tag team. I guess my question is, how long do they stay? A year. <sighs> That's a good yeah, question. I, I don't think it'll be long because, uh, I mean, Matt is already somewhere in his 40s, right? And Jeff yep. is almost 40. Um, there's only but so many more ladder matches they're going to be able to do. Yeah. And um, my sense is a year or two. I think, I mean, I'm glad they came back. I think the Raw Tag Team Division needed a spark, and the Hardys are exactly that. Um, but sort of like the Dudleys, I think hopefully they go better than the Dudleys. Um, but I think hanging around for a year, hopefully building up a couple more tag teams would be ideal, especially if they're ultimately not allowed to do this broken gimmick with the lawsuit and all that stuff. Something in a year. What do, what do we think is the overall outcome of this lawsuit? Is TNA going to fold or you think they're going to... First of all, I don't... I mean, again, I don't know much about what's, what's actually being battled here. Who I guess who has the rights to the name? I mean, didn't they already, didn't they already trademark the Broken Hardy um, name? Isn't well, that what happened? So the argument is for TNA is that they have uh, the rights, likenesses, and uh, overall pro intellectual property that is broken. Um, if, it, if it is broken in the reference to the Broken Hardys, it is the property of Anthem Giant Bird Entertainment. So the Hardys say, how can you claim something that was never yours to begin with? Their last contract was, which had since expired, um, allowed them to have creative license over everything that they have. They would work with TNA until they didn't, and then whatever uh, gimmicks, likenesses, or whatever reverts to the Hardys. At least that's what Reby Hardy alleges on the Twitter. So the question is, who has the rights right now? Who has ownership right now? Uh, the Hardys believe that they do, uh, especially since they physically did the legwork and put all of this together. It, it was their cameras that they shot originally. Um, it's their home that they used for the two or three different big uh, spots that they have. So if it's theirs, then it's theirs, and they can do whatever they want with it. What does that mean to WWE? Obviously, licensing deals and stuff like that, but that comes much later. As far as TNA goes, it's just a big FU because that's money lost because the Hardys ain't coming back. And, uh, you know, somebody else is going to be able to profit immediately off of what they have. How long would this take? Well, that's up to TNA's lawyers because they can drag this thing on forever. Just a side note, Tangent. I know this is a little bit off topic, but I just need this for the comfort of my heart. Uh -oh. With with all this stuff about, you know, TNA folding, people coming back from TNA to WWE, do we see Mr. Kennedy or Cody Rhodes ever come back to WWE? Uh, Cody Rhodes, not at least for a year. 
Not for a long time. And what about Ken Kennedy? No. I don't think so either. Okay, that makes me sad. But I don't think I don't think Mr. Kennedy was a big enough name right now where his name carries over. He didn't do enough in TNA to stay super relevant, and he didn't do enough in uh, around the indie scene yeah, to maintain. He, he becomes Kirk Cody did. 2.0. Yeah. Basically. No, yeah, so, no, right. And and Cody, Cody is, and Cody will, and Cody did, will be the end of the discussion. Drew Galloway is the epitome of what Jamal is saying right now, where he cleaned up the indie scenes. He made the best out of his run in TNA, and him being and him being in NXT is intriguing. I don't think anybody besides the foolishness and maybe my silly self after a while brings up three and B at all because nobody will ever remember that. But because of everything he's done and evolved and everything but else, I, I think to be fair though, uh, NXT specifically is a different market. Uh, it's a different audience because if Drew Galloway shows up on Raw and SmackDown, you can have uh, Michael Cole or whoever uh, they have uh, running SmackDown now yeah. go, oh my, there he's here. You know, they do that for every single person and and have the audience either gets it or doesn't. Yeah. We saw that with Tyler Breeze. Yeah. We saw that with um, uh, Dillinger recently. You know, a lot, of the, a lot of people just watch what they watch because of reasons. So, yes, Galloway going to NXT makes a lot more sense to me. But as how that relates to Cody Rhodes or something like that, obviously you never say never. But the last time we saw Cody Rhodes, he was guest starring on Arrow and was a uh, – so um, – I mean, we, we all, because we the all, gimmick and the Bullet Club is not the same thing, right? But we we all talk about the dynamics of two people before they left and and, and then and then the returning. I'm saying that Drew Galloway in, in NXT is a good move. Um, I think first of all, we're talking about WWE. So when you you talk about coming back, I mean, overall, you, you I'm I'm just saying like you have to pick your avenue as to where you feel like you fit best, and also where creative feels like you fit best. And I feel like Drew Galloway on the main roster, I wouldn't have much intrigue. But I think I have a lot of intrigue with him in NXT. And if it came down to Mr. Kennedy, I don't see any intrigue there at all. Even if Kurt Hawkins was in NXT, I don't see much intrigue there at all either. But Cody coming back, period, can be a good thing anywhere. If he went to NXT, because Cody would be great. Cody's accessible, though, and that's, that's yeah. part of it. Uh, you know, Cody's gone out there. He's done the work. He's been everywhere. And if you're a fan of wrestling other than the main roster – it's easier to say like, oh yeah, Cody Rhodes. I yeah, he hasn't stopped. In the same way, the TNA fans are going uh, to respond to the WWE fans with, oh my God, AJ Styles versus this guy, this guy, this guy. We need AJ Styles versus Nakamura tomorrow. Okay, well, you need to go on TNA.com and, and watch the video because it happened. <laughs> or no, no, go to New Japan because right. it happened. Right. TNA versus Bobby Roode. You know, uh, AJ versus Bobby Roode and all these matches that happened in TNA. But if you never watched it, you think you think that you just discovered everything, and it's like, no, Columbus. Um, that happened. Check the videotape. <laughs> <laughs> let's you know. Let's talk. Let's talk about the debut and the return of superstars for this week. Um, we have Finn Balor, the revival, and um, Ty Dillinger. Did Ty Dillinger go to Raw? I forgot. I do. He went to SmackDown. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Who who was the third person on SmackDown? I mean Raw. Then, oh, Shinsuke was SmackDown. Uh, the third person on Raw was Revival. Finn Balor. Um, there were only two people on Raw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Revival and Finn Balor. And then Vince made the announcement. Look, did, did somebody else not return? Who? 
Kurt Angle. Emma came back. Oh, oh Emma. Emma. There we go. There we go. And Emma. Yes, I know it was three people. Yes. Um, and then for SmackDown, we had um, we had uh, uh, uh Orange Beard, um, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Ty Dillinger, all returning. So just with that being said, uh, what yep. do you guys think about the returns? Did people go to the right divisions? Do you think for this temporary, which may be uh, temporary homes? But overall, what was your intrigue? Best return, best moments, thoughts and comments. None of them incomplete because when you have a draft shake, I'm mean, a shake up, or we're going to shake some things up. I don't know what to think. It's it really didn't. If people uh, debuted on Raw or SmackDown because they may move. And when you're hearing rumors, and I'm and I hate to throw rumors out there, but when it comes to Bleacher Report, it's a huge rumor. When you hear names like AJ Styles going to Raw and New Day going to SmackDown, it just brings a whole type of new dynamic that could possibly happen. So it's like, why would you have to re-debut these people after they just debut? You know, it's 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 kind of hard. Someone else? Yeah, I agree. The uh, superstar shakeup kind of uh, negates the well, not fully, but it kind of negates the uh, returns. Nakamura's on SmackDown. Okay. Will he stay there? All right, wait. The Revival are on Raw. All right, wait. Okay. Let's not jump topics yet. Let's not jump topics. I'm just strictly asking about the people that return. They're returning. How you feel about the return? And as far as where their temporary home is right now, is that the right move? That's it. Well, okay. So I'm going to say this. The people that debuted on a certain show, they're going to stay on that show. I'm 100% sure. I'm 100% certain about that. What The one thing I have questioned about was Nakamura's debut right after The Miz. And I'm trying to figure out why there. I wasn't the only one that had that question. No, we'll talk about it. I have an idea why, but... but well, I, I'm I just going to go off the limb. <laughs> yeah, and well, I'm, I, very, I'm very happy to see Emma back. Looking good as ever. Um, oh the, the loser of the week is Zack Ryder because whoever this TNA chick that he's dating now um, has nothing on Emma, the real okay. Emma, the villainous Emma, and um, looks good in the ring. And I don't know if it has anything to do with that breakup, but she was flourishing with confidence in the ring as if, like, she knew she belonged with the people that was in there and she was not going to let people try to figure out who she was, who who may not have knew who she, who she is, but she did her thing. And I and I thought all around, I'm very happy to see Emma back. Um, even if Emma does not stay on that show or she does not get the tangle with the, uh, the other five people that was on there, um, she made a present. Absolutely. Unlike Dana Brooke, who's been here this entire time, who looked like she was misplaced. Yep. Yeah, I think that Dana Brooke was misplaced, but I. Emma, I love the gimmick, but I, as far as her presence in that match, I don't, I didn't feel it. I don't feel like, I didn't feel it. it maybe just me, I didn't feel the presence that she should ha- should have had in that match. I just didn't feel it. Let's I, go to the expert. I want to hear what the expert has yeah. to say. Well, I mean, she was also in the match with what's almost all the four horse women, <clears throat> except for Becky, right? And so when you're thrown into a match like that, especially since those women have been the only people showcased um, in the women's division on Raw for months. I think it's, right. it is going to take some time to feel that presence. But like uh, 2 Chain said, I was, I was glad to see her back. Um, she looks like she belongs, and I think she does belong. Uh, I think I would be shocked if not sometime this year she's not in a women's title picture. 
uh, I think it's long overdue, especially with that heel gimmick. So I'm, I'm glad to see her back. Um, same with Finn Balor. Uh, he adds a much-needed spark to Raw, and I'm very curious as to how he's going to get booked because uh, he's one of several characters that I think could easily be moved between face and heel. Um, so there's a lot of possibilities with him. Absolutely. Um, Eric Rowan. Don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's not even worth talking about. So Sinsuke Nakamura debuted, right? And, um, you know, I, you know, just like D-Wayne said, I don't know why, but I got to say I that why. the only thing I think is because of the time purposes that they needed to put him in and get him out immediately. I do nope. not think under no circumstances that he will be in a feud with the men. Yes, he will. The men yes, is – Yes, he will. Sinsuke Nakamura, first of all, there's people explain. out there that's probably even questioning can he even speak English. You're no way going to put – Somebody on elementary level English against the one of the best mouthpieces in the WWE. That's what you do. That is what you do, and I will explain. Go and, ahead. And, I want to hear this one. I want to hear why you why you feed them to the dogs. The reason the Miz understand what I'm telling you, is the top heel in WWE right. I mean, excuse me, in SmackDown right now. Don't say AJ Styles is because AJ Styles is not a heel. When you have that many face reactions from fans in the ring, he is not your top heel. Uh, your can I cut you off? I believe that Miz was being cheered at WrestleMania. Come on, John Cena. That doesn't count. The Miz is your top heel on SmackDown right now. So you feed your biggest face to your top heel. And the Miz will run so many heel promos that will make him the mouthpiece that will carry that whole Shinsuke feud. Shinsuke doesn't even need to talk. Shinsuke might say one few words here and there. But the Miz is going to carry that feud just like he did John Cena, which the ultimate goal is because don't forgive me if I'm wrong, SmackDown will have money in the bank, right? Yes. Have money in the bank. The Miz will get your money in the bank again, and the Miz will cash that in. I thought it was gonna be Baron Corbett at one time, but nah, after seeing what happened at WrestleMania, no, don't want to see that. The Miz will be the one that has your money in the bank. He will be your mouthpiece of SmackDown, and he will be your champion by the end of the year. They're building this up for the Miz to be the most powerful person or the biggest star. Trust me when I'm telling you, the Miz is building his Hall of Fame resume as we speak. Well, I think the Miz already has a Hall of Fame resume. First um, ballot, I, I agree with you. First ballot. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I, well, we know that you agree. I mean, that's that's blatantly obvious. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I do think that it is it is easier. You have your best talker on your show. Yep. Put up the new guy. It doesn't yep. matter. This uh, Nakamura may or may not speak English, even though his English is okay, or his accent is wicked thick. Um, you have your best talker. Put the guy up, and. The reason why the Cena versus um, Miz thing worked so well is because they were two good talkers. I don't know how the match went, but since it's not your guys' top match of the night, I assume that it's not there was the best. There was no match. It was a wedding. Yeah, there, there, everybody was, that we attended. Oh dear. Um, oh, I, I guess. But, it, but, was um, fault. but it was not the Miz's fault. No, I mean if that's what it was, and that's what it's going to be. But the idea of Nakamura, you have to reintroduce. You have to introduce Nakamura to a brand new audience. Yep. Um, the people that watch SmackDown on the regular, they already flew back to England. They already flew back home. Um, the, I mean, the people that watch NXT on the regular, they already flew back home. Um, so on normal crowds, you're going to go, "Why is this Japanese guy dressed as Michael Jackson?" Yep. It doesn't make sense to me. Very true. So you have so to have the Miz come out and bash him, and to put him up there as the top NXT guy and. He's a two-time champion. That means nothing because you're on the main roster now, blah, blah, blah. Great. And then 
he needs him in the face. But that's what Mrs. Roll is now. That's what he does. He's the he's the guy that's going to put up the face. Yeah, agreed. Because he's your top heel. Agreed. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, I would love to say it's AJ Styles, but you know, it's for for reasons that you've already mentioned, it's not. So he still won't win money in the bank, though. Oh yes, he will. Your heels always win money in the bank. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think that the, that has a lot to depend on because again, we're saying that not knowing what the ramifications of the superstar shakeup is going to be. Oh, true. Very true. So wait, anybody got anything else to add about add about this Nakamura first uh, feud? Anybody? Any other comments or anything? I, I think in general, the way because of the elephant in the room, it's it's almost you know it's w- wicked early to say that this um, the comment on how anybody's going to be built up or torn down or how long they'll last. I hope Ty Dillinger does well. I see Ty Dillinger being another Tyler Breeze, and eighteen months later, finally figuring it out. But there's going to be a lot of people in the audience, and I didn't watch SmackDown, but I, I would assume that half the audience went, what's 10 and why do I care? <laughs> and that takes time to build. So hopefully it does um, Hopefully it does well. But none of that matters because the elephant in the room is the superstar shakeup, which happens on Monday night. To your point, Jamal, I think with Ty Dillinger, I think he would never, no longer, never, never be, excuse me, higher than an Intercontinental Champion. I think he's going to be like the road dog of this generation. A guy that uses his hands to speak for him, and that's the best he can do. That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Um, and and correction, the Superstar Shakeup, which is a tongue twister, uh, will be held over two nights next week, which will be on Monday and Tuesday night. So Raw and SmackDown. But let's talk about that. Um, uh, information is slowly still coming out, as what I just said. Um, and rumors have already been speculated about what's going to happen as far as trade, sort of say, um, swaps or however they, they want to um, label it as, which is um, some of the top rumors has been the New Day going to SmackDown, Charlotte and the Lesser Bliss switching, and AJ Styles going to Raw. So... This is a freestyle topic, obviously, and you just throwing your um your two cents wherever you want. Obviously, what are we looking forward to see here? What do, what are you making of this? Um, is this going to be a big deal? Like we we're making it, sort of say, or is this just going to be, you know, what the rumors said it is going to be, and that's that. Well, I think um, I, I think this will be maybe not the biggest deal, but it'll be significant. I think if anything, the superstar shakeup will most benefit the women's divisions. Cause I think of any division in WWE, those, di- those divisions need a shakeup. Uh, I've seen the rumors about Charlotte going to SmackDown. And I think that would be a great move uh, because I, I physically can't take another Charlotte Sasha Banks match or Charlotte Bailey match. Uh, I just want to see something new. And I agree with Alexa Bliss moving to Raw. Um, she's had two title reigns already on SmackDown. She's basically feuded with everyone over there. Um, moving her to Raw, I think, would be a great move. Um, I've also seen rumors about uh, people like Mickey James also going to Raw. Sort of indifferent about that, although I think Raw could use a strong veteran on the show. So uh, that will work for me, too. I don't think AJ Styles is going anywhere. Uh, I think his promo did a great job. He's been sort of the centerpiece of SmackDown. Uh, If he does go to Raw, he's going to get lost in the shuffle. 
right? You've got Balor on there already. You've got Roman Reigns on there already. Seth Rollins is there. Uh, as as much clout as AJ Styles carries, some of that's going to get lost if he gets thrown into Raw. So I'd keep him on SmackDown. I don't think AJ guess- Styles would be get lost. Um, imagine that AJ Styles versus Finn Balor feud, or AJ Styles really another feud with Seth Rollins. They would be great, but AJ Styles is not going to be in the main event uh, as often as he is now. I mean, of course, that's because you got the other thing in the room. <laughs> Yo, boy. <laughs> I mean, we know that. I don't and understand how this is. I don't either. And and especially since Brock Lesnar still has the title, I mean, that's... Who's also not rumored to wrestle until June. That's And that's a problem. You have two part-timers having your titles right now on Raw. So you need some something to build up that three-hour show. Who's the other who's the other part timer? I think the Hardys are part timers. You can't part time a part time <laughs> contract, basically. Hey. But I guess. Um, okay. Jamal, you just gonna say something before I say something? Yeah. I, I do think that um this superstar shakeup, I'm I'm initially annoyed by it because why not just surprise people and make a trade? You know, why why not if we, this is what we were doing when we had our draft, well, especially when um you know, I had a draft. Which was damn good, Which, by the way. One of, my, one, of, one of my favorite episodes of all time. Right. So when we had our draft, we actually made trades. We actually sweetened the pot a little bit. We actually, you know, like, if this is supposed to be two competing brands or whatever, and they're under the scope of the universe and, and all that good stuff, why not just NXT Dallas, um, take over Dallas. One of the best moments, aside from the wrestling, one of the best non-wrestling moments was Bobby Roode, just glancing at the camera in Regal's office. You know, that doesn't necessarily, the, immediately people went nuts because your imagination gets to run wild instead and, and, of and things that are shake up. And giving us, to, giving us T the credit, period, because that's what I kind of said before. I'm, I'm not sure if we said it on the show or I said it to you, but that's why I love NST Takeovers because not only are you getting a good quality show, but it's those one nostalgic moments when they zoom into the crowd, they show one celebrity one main right. roster person, and then one guest appearance. And you're like, oh, boy, what, what is he doing here? And it's been Kodo Ibushi, Bobby Roode. Now Drew McIntyre is back. And it's it's all manifested to big things, you know? Right. But ultimately, that's not what they decided to do. And now we have the superstar shakeup. Well, the draft is coming up. What exactly does that mean? Are they going to just completely scrap the rosters and redraft from nothing um, except champions? Like, how does that work out? And then, of course, if you are a um, – the rumors were that Alexa Bliss was underperforming. Officials weren't happy with their in-ring yeah. work. <laughs> and now the rumor is that she's a big deal in this superstar shakeup. Why would you let your champion go? Why wouldn't she lose the belt before she goes? Why would you swap champions? It doesn't – like, a lot of these things are kind of like – I think they realize that they pigeonhole themselves. Yep. And WWE needs to uh, do something to – physically shake it up, which is why this is the laziest title ever, Superstar Shake-Up, because they know that this worked for a couple um, months, but this isn't a long-term goal. I think, think the Superstar Shake-Up ultimately is a short answer to a long-term problem. You know, and I, you know what? I, so for some strange reason, never thought about that at all, but that makes a lot of sense. And I think the only reason why this actually is an intriguing thing, because it came out of Vincent 
Kennedy McMahon's mouth. Because if it had to came out of Stephanie's mouth, it would have hold about as much weight as it did with the draft as far as they say. You never know what's going to happen. Teams are going to break up. People are going to get traded. None of it happened. Only team that broke up was the Wyatts. Everybody else went as a team. No trades, no anything. So, but what? What if? But what if they do that though? What if they do that and say, "Well, we're." Uh, what if Stephanie? We actually see Stephanie call Shane, and then there's this cat and mouse, you know, kind of, uh, you know, cryptic messages about that. Like, well, what are you talking to Shane about? That's yeah, fine. They could have done anything I, other than what they're doing now. Uh, yeah, I get it. That's fine. I'm just saying, if I heard it from Stephanie again or Shane again, I'm just like, okay, here goes a big whole bluff. But it, but Vince McMahon came out. To, to tell us something that really we don't know what it was didn't say much but he made it a big deal because he said it but but nonetheless well, that's, that's part of the problem i don't think they know either yeah here's, and just like the draft they didn't know what they was gonna do with the draft right here's one um, thing i want to add though about the superstar shakeup. oh I oh, think oh oh one, one more comment too i'm sorry to cut you off and another oh, thing that that, that kind of pinched my nerve too was this was the fact that he we signed the hottest free agent in bailey well, how does that work? How do you just sign people all of a sudden? And then, you know, Bailey comes to Raw, and then James Ellsworth comes to uh, SmackDown. And they're like, well, oh we're going to have to try to get him a contract. We're going to have to – he's going to have to demonstrate to us that he can he can, he can, can be here. Then we have squash matches of these random indie talent that's disappearing, then they disappear. So it's like SmackDown, like having people appear that ain't staying. But every time a new face show up in Raw, they were signed. So it's like, what does it mean to, to sign this person? Where did this person come from, sort of say? What makes this person the hottest free agent? Is this the, the draft really the draft really from the hype that it was supposed to be gives me that same feeling like I, I hope this is handled correctly. But go ahead, Silas. Yeah, the only thing I would say about the superstar shakeup that needs to happen, I think the cruiserweights need to be moved to um to uh, SmackDown because you need to have a direct correlation for SmackDown and 205 Live. To me, it makes no sense where you had them on Raw, then you have to have them on 205 Live. So it's like back-to-back nights. So what am I watching, the Raw storylines or watching the 205 storylines? Give me one night. So put them on Tuesday since they're already recording on Tuesday after Raw goes off. So you have a direct correlation with that. But if you do that, I think you need to boatload more Raw superstars on two – I mean, excuse me, more SmackDown superstars on two Raw. So that way you can have more storylines. You can have more mid-card storylines, maybe more tag team storylines. So that way you can build it up that way to fill your three-hour block instead of wasting time with cruiserweights, which kills the crowd anyway. So put them on SmackDown where people can be familiar with them that they know if they look on Tuesday, hey, maybe I should look at 205 later this evening after SmackDown goes off because they're already part of the show. That makes a good point. Now, here's another question I want to ask. From all the rumors about who's supposed to go where and who's supposed to do what, how come the people that's been rumored throughout the year ain't in these rumors? Sami Zayn? sort of say been rumored to be traded for how for I don't know how long um the Miz another person who was not uh was having problems with authority against Daniel Bryant like why aren't these so people I still, in discussion so I still hear about the Sammy saying the Smackdown thing so I won't be surprised that didn't happen there's still a room out there for that who needs the biggest change of location right now I would say it's Sammy Zayn it has to be Sammy Zane. I'd say that too, uh, especially because he uh, – one of the biggest problems just quickly that I had with the Andre Battle Royal is that uh, both Sammy Zane and Braun Strowman came out looking like garbage. Um, Raw has spent months building up Braun Strowman as a monster. Um, 
And on Raw, he's backed away from The Undertaker. He's backed away from Brock Lesnar, but I could live with that. But then he just randomly gets eliminated in the Battle Royal without much you know, fanfare. Sami Zayn randomly gets eliminated. Um, and we had a whole storyline on Raw where Sami Zayn had to qualify to even get into the Battle Royal. So I, I feel like both on TV, that was a waste of time. At WrestleMania, it was a waste of time. And it I think it hurt Sami Zayn and to an extent Braun Strowman. So he, Sami definitely needs a move. I um, think every time they take a step forward with Strowman, they take a, a two steps back. And for reasons like that, where they've um, built up this thing with Goldberg, he was running, he was terrorizing the entire uh, locker room, searching for competition. Um, so, and then what do they do? He gets unceremoniously dumped in the Battle Royal. Um, he walks out on Brock and then backs up. Um, they tried to do this big show thing with uh, Braun Strowman in a match that she didn't know you needed to see until then. And then what happens? They get bum rushed and Big Show gets dumped out of the Battle Royal. So if it ain't Sami Zayn that needs to go, and I think that he should go because I don't like this new, like Jesse Eisenberg, every nerd on TV um, gimmick that he's got going on, <laughs> um, you know, which is totally different than when he came to the main roster. Uh, if, it, if it's not him, then it should be Braun. Because I think that um, Eric Rowan uh, and Bray uh, versus with uh, Luke Harper and Braun, that could be very interesting. Um, and that could, you know, there's a lot of upside to Braun Strowman, but they don't know what to do with him yet because Lesnar's still there. So let me ask another question then. I like to think that some people that somebody who needs a new um, location is somebody who has completed they all all they could on their current show. So with that being said, who do you think should should make a location change? Well, I, I don't know what you mean by all they could. I mean, like, because, you know, for uh, whatever division they're in or, um, sure. you know, accomplishment that they are. Like, like for instance, the lesson If you want to go by that criteria, to me, it would have to be AJ Styles. I feel like he, can, he did all he wants to make That's a good point. And, 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 you know, to my own answer, I think the New Day needs a, a new location change where they cleaned up the tag team division. To the point that they, they didn't even have a match at WrestleMania. There was nothing for them to do. So they was like, oh, we'll just make them host because the charisma's so over. And yeah. And not to mention, too, I mean, they they sell the most merch. I'm not sure if their merch is uh corresponded color-wise to the respective show. So, you know, there's an opportunity for them to do something different with blue. But uh, the new day obviously is a good rumor that I can get behind. Do you think that this super uh, superstar shakeup? Um, if it goes well, and let's say that it does go well, do you think that this is something that will, will happen more than once a year and the draft, or is it something that's just like a, well, this clearly didn't work the way, the way that we thought it would. We need to do something different. I, that I have no thoughts about. I need to see this. I need to see this happen before I can really legitimately have confidence for the next step. Because if this, if this, if this totally fails too, I don't even know what to say after that. I hope this is a, a once a year thing. And I mean, that includes the draft too. I think I certainly would not want to see a shakeup and then a draft, you know, four or five months later, uh, because after a while, then these shows are going to just start feeling like revolving doors and there's not going to be any consistency. So uh, something once a year would be fine. Honestly, I don't 
even think it should be that. Like if you're going to have two separate brands, have two separate brands, right? Um, but yeah, anything more than once a year would be too much. Okay. I think the trade should happen throughout the year because I think the superstar shakeup there really should just be trades and maybe not. It could be it could be all the people that are going to move, but if it happened over a month and a half or two months versus in one night, I think that that would be interesting to wake up in the middle of July and know that the new day is a SmackDown now and not wrong. How about versus one night? How about that? A notification to your phone saying that a trade has been made uh, or. You know, you know how the NFL sort of say yeah. does it. Um, and, and trade yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I mean, look, they used they used the notification um tag Everything or else. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Where a new champion has been crowned on a house show. Stay tuned right. for for information, stuff like that. So why not? That, that would be cool to know that to wake up one morning on a random Thursday and go, oh my God, um, AJ Styles has been traded the raw. Yeah. Or for, you know, for for a player to be named for, later. I mean, that's crazy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, because we're coming up on an hour here, let's let's run down. I know, I know, you probably got some rumors or anything that we haven't touched up on. So let's let's, let's run down the uh the sheet. Really yeah. Quick. Um. Yeah. Just a couple quick things. Um. Big show about the Andre the Giant Battle Royal yeah, was I'll not particularly happy. Um. So, so, so let's talk about that a, a second. Whoever just said something about. Braun Strowman not totally getting the spot that he needed. The Big Show came out and verbally expressed that he was not happy that it didn't go the way they should have done. This is the Big Show's last WrestleMania. I feel like they did him no justice with that elimination. Uh, right, and that was a, a lot of that drew a lot of anger uh, from him backstage allegedly. Um, and they had a moment there, and then and even a Michael Cole, God bless him, even a Michael Cole said, "Well, there goes that." <laughs> You're right. <Yeah. laughs> You're right. Yeah, I mean, so, the yeah, Battle I, Royal was poorly booked. Right. So, you know, and, and I think that, honestly, I think the Battle Royal is just a shot at New Japan um, to do it because they do it before Wrestle Kingdom. That, like, it has no real weight to it. There's no emphasis on how, if, if it's important. Um, but the it's, Andre, free. it's free. Yeah, it's just an open opportunity to give more guys WrestleMania match, uh, matches to say that they've technically done it. But ultimately, it's just a just a screw you to New Japan. Um, so other stuff. WWE will be taping a UK show May sixth and seventh in Norwich, England. Uh, the they're taping it for airing later on the WWE Network. Uh, obviously, um, that's pretty interesting as uh, the UK tournament stars are going to be um, doing matches on NXT uh, starting sooner than later. Um, Bailey, along with the champion of SmackDown and um, NXT was on hand to announce that there is a women's tournament that's going to happen. I do believe it's going to be like a two-day tournament, not in like the Cruiserweights was over the course of the summer. Um, 32 women are going to be in there, and that's going to be interesting. I hope that it's not in Orlando at Full Sail. I hope they, they give it a, a big stage, you know, or maybe they have the, like their first-round matches in one place. And the second round matches in a, a bigger place, kind of like um, college basketball for the Final Four. It's always in a football stadium. Um, Aaron Rex, formerly known as Dam Damian Sandow, is done with Impact Wrestling. <laughs> probably wrestling in general, which who didn't see that coming? Um, he went from you know one of those uh, darlings of WWE to this Liberace gimmick with Rockstar Spud for no reason. 
and now that's done. So I, I do wish him the best, and um, hope if he wants to do wrestling, you know, he, he can get back in the ring. Adam Cole, baby, his contract expires at the end of the month with Ring of Honor. I believe it's actually April thirtieth at midnight. Obviously, people are saying that he's going to go to NXT. I think he should go straight to the main roster. But as a fan of NXT over the main roster, he should definitely go to NXT. Uh, I would. There's a lot of interest there, but the question is that I have: NXT is poaching a lot of talent instead of developing their own. A lot of those breaking down ground guys. How many have we seen? A lot of those. Um, None, no, guy. guys? no guy. <laughs> right. No guy. No yeah, guy. Three, three females. None of them. None of them there. Pat. We've Pat only seen Pat Aaliyah. And um, Patrick and, Clark and, and Mandy. Mandy has Mandy been on television yet? Yeah, I, mean, I think she's had oh, okay. one, one or two matches. Yeah, but that's it. No guy, no guy at all. Not Patrick. Not um um um, t- uh, the tall guy, and everybody right. else who's and and it, Ma- Mater left, and the other guy got cut. But yeah, no guy. But yeah, right. What what so what do we make so, of that? Is it is the system to create somebody fresh off the street impossible in WWE because they have such a high standard because they see other people that's like, hey, you know, I got the education, just not the experience, and other people are like, well, I got the experience, not the education. Well, well like- I think it's a little bit of both. Go ahead, Doctor. No, I, I was gonna say I agree with uh, Jamal. I don't think it's impossible. Uh, be- it just it's gotten harder now because I mean, think of somebody like Big E, right? Definitely wasn't an indie star. He was a football player. And WWE managed to create something that um, actually got over pretty well. I mean, especially with his New Day character. But with all these indie stars, you know, leaving their respective promotions, um, and I guess WWE sort of has anxiety that someone else is going to scoop them up, right? The indie stars are the priority right now. I think this is going to a bigger issue. I, it's still my sense there are far too many people in WWE right now. I mean, for crying out loud, Samoa Joe was not on WrestleMania <laughs> at all. Oh, right. But somebody, oh, like, really? somebody like James Ellsworth actually made an appearance at WrestleMania. <laughs> Good point. And so, I mean, yes, it's exciting to bring on in all these indie stars, but uh, I don't want to sit through eight hours of WrestleMania in New Orleans next year. Right. And so someone's always going to end up being left out if we keep bringing in all these people. Right. There's literally not enough space. Is the question. Well, I do think that that is. I do think that there's a, a, a that is a problem. Um, I also think that uh, NXT not be t- being taken seriously is another problem. problem with signing, scooping up all of these indie talents, uh, these notable indie talents from around the country, around the world. If NXT was an actual brand and not just a stepping stone to the main roster, because your first thoughts of whoever's coming to NXT is, oh, that's going to work. How long until he's called up? Right. Because arguably Bobby Roode could have gone then. Arguably, you know, Adam Cole or Roderick Strong could be on the main roster today. Uh, Kevin Owens, why did he go to NXT instead of and, and, and so on? But NXT isn't taken seriously. So, 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 so let, 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 let me ask you then. So, you, do you think the whole new rebranding with new belts and it said the beginning of a new era? Do you think that's finally what that means now? That NXT is finally considered its own brand? No, no. I think that they only did that because the belts got maddoxed 
and uh, they need to change that immediately. Uh, sir, I'm... <laughs> Splash. All right. Um, um, I have the I have the best of hopes here that it is taken as its own brand and taken serious, as you say. Um, and I like all the the indie talent and rumors that's being headed to NXT because you know you you're going to get legitimate stars, you're going to get legitimate wrestling, and you're going to get a legitimate show. Um, on that other note too, where is the mighty don't kneel? Are they uh, uh injured? Okay. Uh, I think uh, Nick Thorne he uh, ruined his knee, so he's oh. out for like a year. Okay. Um, but even with that being, even with that being said, Adam Cole coming, I mean, Ricochet probably still on the radar, not sure what was his, uh, contract issue with Lucha underground, but you know, NXT for the, for the while is still going to be very much intriguing. It, it, as people may say, it's depleted because of the people that's been called out, which I do not agree. Yeah. They lost the star and Shinsuke Nakamura, but another star is going to be, re- be replacing it. I mean, Chris Hero is a star in his own. We're, we're seeing flourishment of him. Um, uh, Tommy N is another star. I mean, the 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 work that NXT or WWE is doing with Evolve, I mean, who knows the partnerships that we're going to get down the line with that. They have never officially said that they work together, but I know it's coming because of the yeah, fact that... What, when have they ever said they officially work together? They've not, um, matter of fact... Regal has been on Evolve a couple times last year. Wait, 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 wait. But has WWE ever officially said they partnered with Evolve? Yes, I've that never, happened last year around uh, SummerSlam time. I don't think I've ever, I never heard it, but I know like the UK Championship Tournament, they have officially came out to say they have they work with Progress Wrestling. Yeah, and, and ICW and, and so on. Yeah, right. So and I know uh, Gabe Sapolsky has has said that has said on Twitter and in interviews that um, he's happy to be working with WWE. I mean, of course he's going to say that. <laughs> it looks good for him. I, I mean, he's, he's he's said it for a while. I mean, he's. He's been one of, I mean, obviously it's his company, but obviously, you know, ever since the CWC's happening, he's been one of the main vocal people to say, like, this is where the talent has came from. But this one has the WWE in respect also said that this person, because they always say, like, this person they has been Rico all over the world. But show. I got that. And Rico has been at MCW as well, too. But I want to think they have promoted at some point, whether it's on Twitter or some other social media, I want to think at some point they have promoted Evolve in some way. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I don't say it's far-fetched. I just, I, I just don't think I've visually seen it or heard it. So I was just wondering, you know, has it ever been confirmed out? But, you know, nonetheless, I think NST has a long road of success and they're, they're continuously being better. And um, hopefully there's more confidence into the brand where people are, People like Drew Galloway can say, like, I don't have to be on the main roster to be a star. I was a star in the indie scene. I'm going to be a star in NXT, and that will that will suffice, you know? But the problem is they're not developing their homegrown talent. And if they are, where we, we, where are they? Because we're not seeing them. Um, you know, because we know who Drew Galloway is. We know who a lot of the people, uh, you know, have come up and recently and stuff like that. We know who these new signings are. But what we don't know is, is, who will be the next Undertaker, Rock, you know, uh, Biggie Langston uh, specifically. Uh, these WWE John Cena, born and bred guys that have come through the ranks. Now, them poaching indie uh, shows, well, they really owe cut a, should cut a check to Ring of Honor because they've just been using them for years. <laughs> but the idea is, is that they're not, now more than ever, and I think it's indicative of uh, the absence of Dusty Rhodes, is that they're not developing talent 
um, and and p- putting them on TV. Yeah. All right, continue. So, so we'll move on real, very, very quickly. Uh, Simon Gotch last week, uh, uh, earlier this week, asked for his release. Um, a lot of it, he's kind of in the doghouse where uh, uh, his personality wasn't really meshing with uh, a lot of folks. And he's uh, been kind of, you know, shooting himself in the foot. So he is gone. And they said, OK, good luck on your future endeavors. Um, Aiden English is, is rumored to get a big push. Um, Gotch's absence. And that's unfortunate because I did like the Vault Villains on NXT, but as we've seen so many times, uh, that doesn't really matter when you get caught up. Which one of those boys was causing trouble in, in the locker room? That was uh, Gotch. He was in a fight with Sankara <laughs> and um, got mollywopped. And uh, that was uh, <laughs> at the end of them. Uh, Aiden English yeah. married Eddie Guerrero's daughter, and everything's been coming up roses for him. So uh, either way, I think that if if – he can continue to do uh, because that was his indie gimmick, uh, that whole Vaughn Williams thing. Um, I would like to see him, you know, continue on and whatever it is that got him uh, that his release, you know, that's unfortunate, I guess. But if that means he has an opportunity to be more creative and do more work, then good on him. I just hope that Aiden English, uh, you know, gets back to doing work on television. But um, a couple other things, uh, do we care? Um, Kurt Angle with DVDs coming out on um, August 1st. Do we care? Yeah, I think uh, not particularly. <laughs> right. I mean, that's just me. I think it's going to sell well. Obviously, he's been well received this past week with him being back in WWE. Uh, I've never been the biggest Kurt Angle fan myself, but uh, I think he has a wide enough audience that it's going to do well. Um, I- I'm a huge Kurt Angle fan, but it's been you know, three or four years since I've seen him wrestle and it's been, you know, longer than that since I've seen him in WWE. So no, I, you know, who cares? Um, Sega is producing a game for WWE called WWE tap mania. Don't it's uh, going to be a mobile game. Do we care? No. no. Okay. Um, <laughs> his, his contract to produce his podcast has expired with uh, podcast one. Uh, do we care? Who You said who JR stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, stone Cold. Do we care? No, WWE is going to, Give him something again. He'll, no. We don't care about his mark. <laughs> He'll have his That's own WWE. Of do we care? Yeah, you're right. I love this segment, actually. I don't care. He'll have another podcast. <laughs> right, right. So that's, that's it. That's the news. Dang. Okay, so, so anybody going to break the news that our SoundCloud contract expired two weeks ago? Do we, do we care? Jeez. <laughs> <No. laughs> Jeez. Okay. Um, anyway, um, make sure you guys check out our last show with um, Donovan Dijak, in, which was a very, very entertaining interview, who is still a free agent. So, you know, get a good, get a good um, inside perspective of who he is before he gets signed somewhere and you absolutely didn't know who this big 6'7 guy come from. But, you know, we asked him all types of questions and um, – been a fan of his for a while, so definitely check that out. Um, next week, we're going to have an interview with Mike from Nova Pro again uh, as we get ready to discuss the next show coming up, which is the Commonwealth Cup. Uh, so uh, check check us out for that. And um, thank God that um, SoundCloud and Tumblr got the API working correctly now. So again, you can 
review our shows on our Tumblr page, which was down for about um, two months. I don't, I don't know what was going on, but that's back up and running. So make sure you check that out again. Um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for real. Like if you want, if you want to interact with us live and you know catch catch the updates when we when we're getting ready to start and you get the notification, do that. Do that. And so, I guess we'll have to talk about um, our new expedition to the Midwest. Um, we're definitely going to Chicago for NXT Takeover. That that's correct. Oh, nice. That is correct. The Big Old Bell Wrestling Podcast will be making a trip to. Hey, we're hitting the road. We're hitting the road. We're we're gone. We're going to hit Evolve and we're going to hit um, NXT Takeover Chicago. Um, a few of us from out of out of the Chicago area will be meeting up with our other comrade Aaron, who's from the area. So. Um, yeah, Big O Belt will be in the building. Make sure you check out the latest article from Aaron's keyboard, which is on our Facebook and Tumblr page, where he uh, answers and goes over post-WrestleMania questions. Another good article from him. So although he's not verbally on the show, he's um, getting his pen and paper or he's tapping his keyboard down, getting his thoughts down. So make sure you check that out. Um, but any, other than that, any closing remarks? Uh, the revival of the greatest tag team of all time. Yeah, I'm, you Agreed. didn't even... You didn't even bring them up when I asked because you. the superstar shakeup is going to happen, so we don't know. There's nothing to bring up. Look, all I got to say is I don't care where they go, what they do, but if the main roster deplenishes their ring IQ, which I know they are, they're smart, but I know they have to wrestle in a manner and do spots in order to work with the other team. But did they make them any less of the talent and the IQ that they were in NXT? I have a huge problem. And the only thing that super scares me is because of that match that they had at NXT TakeOver where um, Dash, uh, uh, no, Scott basically went back in the ring and it ultimately got Johnny Gargano eliminated. Oh, I mean, Tommaso Ciampa eliminated. Mm -hmm. And they alluded to this saying that wasn't a smart move, which I also agreed to. Not sort of say the characteristic type of always making the smart decision. I just hope that wasn't a foreseen thing to when they get to the main roster and all of a sudden, they're making dumb tags or, you know, just, just not the team they are. They got the talent. They got their, they're ultimately over his heels. Um, uh, first of all, to another thing, too, to those people harassing them on Twitter, talking about they can't take pictures of fan, with with uh, other talent like Sasha Banks because they're heels, and that's not what heels do. Like, get a life. Like, seriously? They're not, he- they're not heels. They're top guys. The top, top guys, guys yeah. top guy things. Yeah, but basically, people are like you can't, you can't. If you're gonna, if you're gonna get yourself over, you can't take pictures with faces like that. I, whatever. Anyway, yeah, top guys. I just hope that Ring IQ um, is able to flourish like they have over the last what two or three years at NXT. Two years, two years, two years. So wherever they go, I'll follow. That's right. But anyway, this wraps up another episode of the Big Gold Bell Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. We're back at it on Tumblr. And um, make sure you check us out next week um, for our interview with VA Gent, Mike from Nova Pro Pro Wrestling. Thanks for tuning in.